Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Well, a very good morning to you. All hail the heat. Isn't hey, Penny, I'm down here. I know, I'm you're in here. Sydney. Hey, hail the heat. <laughs> hail, hail, get them in here. Yeah, yeah. Very, very good. Well, it's heels. I was sitting at home watching a little bit of TV last night, and this happened. It's four required now. Nisa does it in one blow. The Brisbane Heat in one of the great upsets. Knock over the Sixers on their home deck and make their way through to just a second big bash decider. Well, I know, oh, <laughs> I know Matty Kuhneman wouldn't. We yeah, well, I know Matty Kuhneman wouldn't agree because he was That's confident right. yesterday when he spoke yeah. to us on the show. But uh, look, during the, I watched the Fox coverage, and during the coverage, they were calling it this. This is shaping as one of the biggest upsets in the history of the BBL. <laughs> I don't know about that. But, uh, oh, mate, you, you create upsets without knowing it, without <laughs> knowing what you're doing, and it is for other people to to uh, claim. But uh, yeah, yeah that, uh, as we said, as we heard yesterday, I don't think they care that they're inexperienced. The Brisbane Heat, they they just want to do it for each other. Now they've got, mm. they've got a great camaraderie and they've got a great belief that they can get things done. Mm. Um, and they just did enough with the bat. But gee, they bowled well. Oh, they did. They bowled brilliantly to keep the Sixers to nine for 116 on a low, slow wicket. But it's they didn't like the wicket. Eh? Neither teams liked the wicket. No, that Brisbane's attitude is. Sydney made that wicket on purpose. And and then I think they did the wrong thing when they won the toss and batted first. I, I think it was better to bat second, but anyway, because you and especially if you've kept the team to a low total, mm. you can bat in a, in certain ways that it it wasn't the night for batting benchmarks. You know, they all try to bat at 140 strike rate yeah. and face 20 balls and and see what comes of it. But it wasn't the night for that. You had to think on your feet and just do enough and scrape hard and you know, we had we had three or four sevens off eleven balls. You know, they were just chipping in and desperate yeah. to get there, and but it took a good knock. Do you hear that thump off the bat of Nessa? Yeah. You know, in that winning one. Well, we were sitting high at the other end of the ground of the dressing rooms and the members' pavilion, and gee, those it was so clean off his bat. It was ringing around the ground right from the word go. That that over he took four fours off. Oh. Very good, Paddy. Well, let's put it in context. Daniel Hughes was uh, the Sixers' top scorer with 23 of 24. There was a total of seven fours in their innings. Yes. Michael Nisa, 48 of 32, <laughs> the game changer. He hit seven fours off his own bat, four straight off Hayden Kerr, and that was the game changer. We finished six for 117. We had 10 balls to spare. And, and what it's done, we have come from fifth. This is unthinkable, and this is possibly why they're t- – talking one of the great upsets, because we've had to go to Sydney and take down the Thunder. That was in DLS. Then we had to go to Melbourne to take down the Renegades. We did that with seven balls to spare. And then they had to come home and have a little refresh and get down and take on the Sixers. And the, the, widely regarded as this comp being dominated by the Sixers and the Scorchers, it was the others were making up the numbers to third and, and beyond. But uh, not anymore. We're in the final tomorrow night. Uh, against the Scorchers in Perth. What do you do? You're coming home for this afternoon for a quick celebratory lunch and then jumping yes. on a flight tomorrow morning. 
Well, it's only a celebration of life, our lunch, Paddy, and you, and you are joining us. So we, we will have a lovely lunch. It can't come quick enough. And, uh, yeah, well, I think we're on flights. And, you know, a lot of Queensland cricket staff want to come. Yep. So, we, you know, I think our CEO has cut them a bit of a deal to help them get there. We'll see <laughs> see how many can get over there. But, but uh, yeah, uh, yeah, we'll go back uh, tomorrow. It's a 4.30 start in the afternoon in the, that very hot afternoon that Perth is predicted. Um, and then, so that's an, that makes for an early finish. Could be a bit untidy after that if they get up, Paddy. Are you on the but, red uh, eye home? No, we're on a Sunday morning flight home. <laughs> so, yeah, well, I might even get get into the team and they might throw throw crap all over me if they win. <laughs> well, well, we'll hear from Jimmy Pearson in a second. Let, let me just go through the numbers for the match. As I said, our bowlers were brilliant. They kept their sixes to nine for 116. Matty Kuhneman, three for 17 off his four. Spencer Johnson, brilliant, three for 28. And Michael Neeser, two for 28. And they both bowled out their maximums. Brisbane Heat, 6 for 117, 10 balls left. Josh Brown, a little world win at the start. The only bloke to hit sixes early. Uh, mm. two, two sixes and a four, 20 off 18. That was pivotal. Uh, Michael Nisa then uh, changed the game with his 48 off 32. Uh, undoubtedly man of the match. He was just brilliant and he has led, uh, helped lead the, uh, the Brisbane Heat into the final. And Jimmy Pearson spoke on Nisa's knock afterwards. What a fantastic effort from Ness. He's he's our people's champ as well as I guess he's a great bloke. He's just got us over the line with it with the little gem there. So uh, it's fantastic. So good. I was a bit wobbly. I was a bit wobbly, Patty. I don't know about what you were thinking, but at five for fifty-six, we needed Ness, and he hadn't done a lot of batting in the last you know week or week or so. So at, I was starting to wobble, but. You know, when they got it to five for seventy, we were six. They were five for eighty-six. I thought we're right. We'll be right there. And uh, you know, Baisley came in and hung around nicely as well. He he ended up. Uh, what did he end up? He reckons it was just two off ten, but he was out there for ten, watching the whirlwind of Nisa at the other end. Well, you wouldn't have seen the TV screens, but uh, obviously Usman was was on route after his visa drama, so he didn't right see it. But Marnus and uh, and Renshaw. We're in a Swepo, room. Probably. Uh, yeah, I didn't see him, but he could have been there with Steve Smith uh, in India in their hotel room watching it. So there would have been a little bit of uh, there would have a little bit of a small amount of sledging in there as the night went on. Ooh. Oh yes, that, and especially and when they had us back down at five fifty-six. Re, you know, rem, I talked to Cooney yesterday about uh, Ben Dorsius when he w- when they were chasing one hundred and five against us. We mm. had them eight for forty-seven. And That's they right. beat us. Yep. Sean Abbott and Ben Dorsch did it against us that night. So so we got got one up on them. And yep. I, I did hear an, a lovely uh, conversation with Sean Abbott and Michael Neeser at, at the end of the game down on the field. And he said, oh, God, you blokes, you've done it to us again. You know, so Sydney Sixers are starting to, starting to feel the heat, which is uh, pretty good. Well, I reckon that was good to hear. A lot of debate on whether we took the power surge at the right time. As it turned out, we did <laughs> when Neeser yeah, went no. off against Kerr. But, uh, Nisa said that was the big risk. Yeah. He, he, they felt the risk, but they went, let's go, let's go. Yeah, Jimmy Pearson spoke about that. That's game-changing stuff. I think the over where Maxi took 12 and then um, Ness took 16 or 17. That was fantastic, absolutely game-changing. I love the fact that the two set batters said, right, we're taking the power surge and we're trying to turn this game in our favour because it's a bit on, on a knife's edge there, and they, they did that. Uh, and it went our way, and I, you know, I'm so pleased they got over the line for us. Hmm. Sensational, isn't it? Absolutely. Hey, listen, one thing I wanted here is... 
I don't know whether it was the angle that uh, the cameras were, but there didn't seem to be a real big crowd there at the SCG. Oh, it was pretty good, I reckon. It, it, uh, Thursday night, they struggled with a, a sort of late Thursday night start, 7.15. Um, it would much better be 6.15, but the broadcasters will be dictating that. And uh, 7.15 on a Thursday night, second week back of school. So I, I don't think it was a great time for that. I think the format can get looked at, you know. I think, uh, and now it's quite an unfair unfair um, ask of the team who played and won last night to play in Perth tomorrow night. That, that's too hard, putting yeah. big men in planes for five hours today and, and seeing if, how they can go bowling 150 k's an hour tomorrow night. So I think the number one team can qualify last Thursday, right, and then... Then the the other four remaining teams play two semis on the new, on the weekend, play two semis, and that gives you a lead up of you know five four or five days to lead into the final yeah. and keep it on weekends. Demi's been on the uh, text line. Well done, Heat. Shows what belief can do. Scorchers v Heat in 38 degrees Saturday afternoon yeah. in Perth seems appropriate. Uh, playing at 3.30. What did you say? You reckon it's 4.30 their time? I think so, yes. Yeah, which would be 6.30 our time here in such hot conditions is really not ideal for players or spectators. Uh, could they possibly delay the start? They do it in other sports. Best of luck to all of the heat. Don't know whether they will because of the broadcasters, mm. Demi. Um, you know, they've been going at around that 6.15, 6.30 start uh, down the, well, the east coast in Brisbane anyway, you know, so 7.30 yeah. in Sydney. Yeah, it's still a touch. It's still a touch late, seven fifteen. But um, yeah, and I think there was still more than a more than an average crowd. I reckon, Paddy, there might have been fifteen there. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll try to find out for you. But um, yeah, it was it was not bad, and they certainly got engaged towards the end. Yeah. They, they were a we little reserved up until then. We would have sold the Gabber out just about though, wouldn't we, for a match of that magnitude? Oh, I think so. Yeah. I think so, and, and maybe it's just a little easier to get around in Brisbane still compared to Sydney and. They're not as willing as we are, so we've mm. got to keep that going too. Brighton Homes open line, 13-13-55. What did you think of the Heat's win? It was magnificent last night. Great viewing. And they didn't really take us down to the wire like they have the la- a few matches in in their recent run. Seven from eight now. So it was uh, a little cosier when uh, Nisa got underway. Text yeah, line. well, he took out his wire cutters. <laughs> he just nailed the wire and, and did it for us. We were very lucky to chase 117 and we needed a bloke to make 48 not out. We put ourselves under a bit of pressure and he didn't feel it. Text line 0467736736. As I said, uh, Buff assistant coach Darren Lehman will join us after 8 o'clock. Also on the show, uh, Iron Man Matt Bevelacqua is yes. he's poised. He's just behind our fave, Valley Day. And it's the finals of the Nutrigrain uh, Ironman series this weekend at Karawa. So nearly a home beach for, uh, for Matty. Uh, we've got the bullet star Nathan Sobey joining us and Chris Nelson will joining, uh, join us as well to talk racing Eagle Farm, the venue tomorrow, Sunshine Coast tonight. Um, Hills, we've also tracked down uh, one, of the, one of the media guys from the New England Patriots to have a chat about Tom Brady, which uh, remains one of the, the biggest stories, obviously, in sport and, uh, and his retirement. The, as we well know, this is probably the most played piece of audio in all of sport in the last 24 hours. Good morning, guys. I'll get to the point right away. I'm retiring for good. I know the process uh, was a pretty big deal last time, so when I woke up this morning, I figured I'd just press record and let you guys know first. So I uh, won't be long-winded. Like you only get one super 
emotional retirement essay and I used mine up last year. So I uh, really thank you guys so much to every single one of you for supporting me, my family, my friends, my teammates, my competitors. Uh, I could go on forever. There's too many. Bob Sosie uh, from the New England Patriots. So this is where he won six of his seven Super Bowls. Uh, was very heavily linked to the career of Tom Brady. Knows him well. And uh, we'll have a chat to him on on how this has been taken over there, the retirement of, the second time, uh, the retirement of the GOAT. I reckon they'd take him back. They wanted him to, to retire a Patriot. So I wonder if there's another offer coming, Pat. Mm. Not the not the only legend to have a chat yesterday. This one a little closer to home, the great Valentino Rossi, one of my oh, oh yeah, he's a he's a hero. Uh, do you think a, this is a do you think this is a coup for the supercars or or just normal? That's what he was always going to move into. Yeah, well, no, this is not supercars. This is the GT, the, the Grand Touring cars. Uh, the, right, the, this Your is GTs. The, the, yeah, the GTs, gotcha. the Mercs, and all that sort of thing. Is but, it a coup? Do you think? Yeah, to get him out here, of course it is. Yeah, well, well did he always well was true. he always going to get on this sort of well, circuit? Well, he probably will. Yeah, he'll probably go around the world and uh, and drive in the, these sort of races. But it, to get him here to an iconic track like Bathurst is uh, is a huge coup. And uh, he did his press conference yesterday, Valentino Rossi. Ah, it's incredible. I, I always uh, drove just with the, with the sim, but uh, before we did the one lap, and it's an incredible track. But uh, all the drivers say that it's also very beautiful. So we. It is very beautiful, Valentino, but it can also be very punishing. But he has been to Australia quite a bit. I spent a long, long time in Australia in my life, a lot of times in Phillip Island for the MotoGP. And here the fans are very strong for motorsport and it's always a great, a great feeling. And the first time for me here in Bathurst will be very different, but the place looks fantastic. <laughs> Can they move the seat up in GTs? <laughs> yeah, he's only can. tiny. He, he is tiny, yeah. <laughs> a lot of the bike riders are like that. They're almost jockey-like. And then yep. you put them on these big MotoGP bikes and they've got to throw them around.